spending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dr. Stephen Cabral, welcome back to the Biohacking Secret Show. It's great to be back. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> you, you must have done a pretty good job on the first one, and the, the, the people enjoyed it, so they've, they've welcomed you back. I've been welcomed back. That's great to hear. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, yes. Um, I'm pumped to talk because you've got an incredible event coming up, which I'm going to be attending and speaking at. We've got people coming in from all over the world, a lot of the best biohackers and, and health experts and luminaries in their respective fields. Uh, so obviously want to give our audience a chance to get tickets to that before, you know, they can't. Um, so if you guys are listening, check out the reimagininghealthsummit.com, all spelled out, the reimagininghealthsummit.com. We've got a biohacks discount code for you. And um, if you really enjoy all of the stuff that I know Dr. Cabral is about to drop, you can also go back and check out episode 74, Biohacking Toxic Overload. But uh, for now... Let's dive in, my friend. For the people that haven't listened to any of, any of those episodes and aren't familiar with your work, can you give us a little bit of your, your origin story, your hero's journey that got us to where we are today? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a long and ugly one, so I'm going to save you all of that, the 10 years that it took. But essentially, I was sick from the ages of 17 years old to 27 years old, like legitimately um, diagnosed with what's called idiopathic uh, issues where the doctors couldn't figure it out for two years. So from 17 to 19 years old, supposed to be primary life, senior year in high school, going into college, I was dealing with massive immune issues, getting pneumonia every winter. I had flu-like symptoms every single day, brain fog, et cetera. Later, figured out only through natural health that I had Addison's disease, type 2 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, POTS, insomnia, allergies, like the list goes on and on. And so they just didn't understand that how someone this young, this is like 20 five years ago or so or more, um, that could have all of these different issues. And so what I had to do then was learn from the best of the best. But again, keep in mind, this is pre-internet, late 90s, early 2000s, which we were actually just chatting about a little bit before. Really difficult to find anybody who knew anything. You'd have to go to like yeah. referrals or yellow pages only. Mm -hmm. So I worked through probably, I don't know, two, three dozen natural health practitioners on top of the two dozen medical specialists that I saw. Eventually, I meet a mentor who pieces together epigenetics way back then with my Ayurvedic you know, constitution with at-home lab testing, pulls it together, and I would say within about six months, completely well. So that was game-changing for me, and, and that was the start to going back to school, getting my doctor degree in, in naturopathy. I was already a personal trainer, strength and conditioning specialist, nutritionist, so this was like all of this made sense to me as I started to move through the field which is why I also share with people all the time, one of the best places to get started is as a health coach, as a personal trainer, as a massage therapist, as something in the field, and then just continuing to build on top of that if you choose to. That's awesome. So while you were, while everyone's like running out, having their American pie moments in that 17 to 27 age range, you were dealing with some pretty intense, you know, chronic conditions. Yeah, it held me back. I mean, it, like I still tried to enjoy myself, don't get me wrong, but every time that I did, so like I would go out on a Friday night with my friends mm -hmm. and we would stay up until let's say 
three in the morning, four in the morning, like whatever it might be. Like we would get out of wherever we went at two o'clock in the morning, we'd go grab food, go to bed. And then I'd literally wake up on Monday morning with swollen glands, the size of golf balls off the side of my neck, full like symptoms. It was, it was debilitating. But the thing is, I just continued to push through. And I always just said, there has to be a way to figure this out. Even when medical doctors gave me literally no hope. Nobody's ever supposedly recovered from primary Addison's disease or all of these issues. But the truth is they can because everything has an underlying root cause. And if it has an underlying root cause, then it can be fixed. My underlying root cause happened to be one, I was like super intense, perfectionist, played sports every season, tried to get A's, like all those different things on top of, you know, being a typical senior, going out with your friends, dating, all that. But I was on put on antibiotics for three straight years from 14 years old to 17 years old. So by the time I was 18 years old, I had taken 3000 capsules of amoxicillin twice a day for three years in a row, plus all my childhood health issues. So I decimated my gut and my immune system. And that Mm. is why I ultimately got so sick. That is very interesting and concerning because there are a lot of doctors who prescribe these daily regimens of antibiotics for even things like acne, right? That's what mine was for. Yeah, acne. it was. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then, and then what they're not, what we're, I mean, we're sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're you might clear up some skin issues, maybe, but you may also be setting them up for fungal overgrowths and dysbiosis and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and parasites and all these microbes that are then eating your food and and overwhelming your detox pathways by releasing their own toxins into you. Um, I'm curious because as I'm listening to your story, like I, I resonate with a lot of that. And for me, some of the big aha was 12th doctor. Okay. You've got Lyme disease, Bartonella, Babesia, all these different co-infections. And I had a lot of the same symptoms as you, as you're probably familiar, like Lyme is known as the great imitator. So mm-hmm. it was like, by the time I got to Lyme, I'd thought I had everything else. I'm like, my adrenals are fucked. My thyroid's messed up. My gut sucks. My hormones are in the gutter. I have chronic fatigue and, and mitochondrial, all this stuff. Was was any of that a part of your journey? Was that something you looked at or did you just shoring up your adrenal? Like, so Addison's for our listeners, it's like adrenal insufficiency, right? You've basically burnt out your uh, adrenal hormones like DHEA and cortisol, or they've been chronically elevated to where now they're wiped out. Is that accurate? Or can you clean that up for if I'm misspeaking? No, that's absolutely accurate. So there's just different degrees of adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue immunodeficiency syndrome. There's lots of different names for it, but Addison's disease is when you no longer produce cortisol. Mm. And so what you do is you go in for a test that's three hours long and they inject you with what your um, pituitary gland would essentially be secreting to tell your adrenals to produce cortisol. And when you no longer produce that, so it's an ACTH stim test, adrenal corticotropin hormone is what they're basically pumping into your body. Mm. And if your adrenals don't respond by producing cortisol, then you have what's called primary Addison's disease, which is the inability to produce cortisol. Now that's an issue, but most people think like, oh, no big deal because cortisol produces inflammation and that's bad. Well, cortisol is actually the great anti-inflammatory. So if you don't have enough cortisol, you're going to have massive amounts of inflammation run rampant in your body, allergies, et cetera. Now, too much cortisol is also a bad thing, so don't get me wrong, but uh, try living without cortisol. You basically never wake up because the inverse of melatonin, which is the sleep hormone, is cortisol and norepinephrine. 
And so when you produce norepinephrine, which a lot of people with Addison's disease still do, you have this tired and wired all the time. Your heart rate's going a million miles an hour, um, and, but you just have complete brain fog and your body's exhausted. So that's what I was dealing with. And like you just said, the same things, mold, Lyme, gut issues, they're called stealth pathogens, essentially. Mm -hmm. All stealth pathogens mimic each other. They all have basically the same exact symptoms. Sometimes there's some unique ones, like teeth grinding is often more associated with parasites. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, these are what are called stealth pathogens that nobody was talking about 25 plus years ago. They just weren't. So this is this was the infancy of functional medicine in the 1990s. Mm -hmm, for sure. And okay, so there's a lot to to sort of dig into. And I'm very interested because, I mean, as you know, and I'm speaking on uh, some of the the ways for us to mitigate EMF in our environment um, and, and, and how to, anyway, I won't go into too many details, but I've got an awesome speech that I'm going to deliver at Dr. Cabral's event for those of you guys that want to check that out too. And that's uh, grab your tickets at the reimagininghealthsummit.com. Um, and one of the things that I'm going to cover there is, and you you might already be aware of this, but I've become fascinated with the different pathways that are activated by chronic wireless electricity. And this ties into the story that you just told, because what we now know from the scientific literature is that EMF spikes ACTH, which you just mentioned, and in turn spikes cortisol, which raises blood sugar and when chronically elevated leads to insulin resistance, eventually diabetes. You know, people start gaining weight, uh, their cells are less efficient at converting glucose to ATP, so on and so forth. And is it any coincidence that we've seen this explosion in popularity with semaglutide, terzepatide, these GLP-1 agonists to help people lose weight right after we roll out a 10x increase in these frequencies going from 4G to 5G? Possibly, but I don't think so. And then what you just mentioned too, the relationship between ACTH and your adrenals and how many people these days feel exhausted, like they've got the symptoms on the spectrum of adrenal fatigue, full-blown adrenal fatigue. And, and more and more, I wonder how much of this stuff is actually electrical in initiation, but we have the tools to monitor the chemical and biological pathways that are affected because it is a marriage of the two. So that's what we focus on and it works. You know, you can take Cortef as you know, a form of cortisol and you probably also use DHEA and pregnenolone. I'd like to hear your story on what worked for, for, for you, Dr. Cabral. Um, but more and more, I'm looking at that stuff and these pathways and saying, how much of this is actually initiated by our electromagnetic environment and wireless electricity? I, I think a very large part of it is. I'm, I'm an advocate of, of what I've talked about before, which is called the rain barrel effect. And so I think what happens is we start to fill up that rain barrel. So, you know, for me, it was super high stressed. Okay, so there's your autonomic nervous system shifted towards sympathetic nervous system, not enough parasympathetic nervous system, so not enough healing and recovery. I wasn't getting sleep at night because I was an insomniac because I was producing so much cortisol, not enough melatonin, so again, poor recovery. Then I'm taking antibiotics. Okay, what happens after months to years of the use? Candida overgrowth, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, by the way, that nobody talked about that, you know, back in the mm -hmm. 90s and early 2000s. And um, NH pylori, which I ended up having because of the poor stomach 
um, acid production too, because my gut was such a mess. So maybe I had parasites, maybe I didn't. They were never found on any particular stool tests, yeah. um, but I had those coming out of the gate. Now, if 80% of your immune system, which is true, is surrounding your gut, in and around your gut, and you have an inflamed gut, your immune system is then always, is, is always on. So mm-hmm. then it's you have intestinal permeability, which doesn't, it can come from SIBO and come from candida, but it comes a lot of times for the inflammation. And mm-hmm. those two things can cause inflammation. And then you're eating foods that you respond poorly to, their food sensitivities, et cetera. So now I have protein spilling into my bloodstream besides what else, you know, like mycotoxins and uh, yeast-based and uh, fungal-based pathogens as well as bacteria. And it sets off my immune system. Okay, so now my immune system set off. So now I have elevated levels of antibodies, antibodies that can create autoimmune issues like that run in my family, which is rheumatoid arthritis. So if I had something like Hashimoto's run in my family, I would have got that. But since RA is plugged into my genetics, okay, then I get RA. It just, again, genetics don't necessarily matter until there's the environment for them to then come to fruition. So that was it for me. And so, you know, when I'm looking at all these things, then it just gets further exacerbated because now I have joint issues. I've got more inflammation from the autoimmune issues and it's just this vicious cycle. So now we start to have all sorts of random things happen like POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So now I'm walking up a flight of stairs and I literally have to sit down, there's no exaggeration, after like seven steps because my heart rate's through the roof. Mm. And I'm someone with a background in cross country and track and basketball, like I could run. That was one thing. I can't walk up stairs now because the inflammation and the mineral imbalances are so high. Why? Because, and we can get as deep as you want, but when you have high stress levels, you're producing aldosterone mm-hmm. uh, to a very high degree. And that is essentially, it's it's not sodium sparing. So you're dumping all the sodium essentially out of your body because your body's retaining so much of it for high blood pressure. You come down and you dump all this sodium. So you have this wild imbalance between sodium and potassium in your body. So you stand up, you get lightheaded. Mm-hmm. I feel tilt table tests. So I'm just going on and on about my symptoms, but the thing is, there is no way then to recover that by one vitamin, one medication, Mm -hmm. one whatever. It is that gradually emptying of the rain barrel and everything needs to be done. So if it's high EMF, you need to get yourself, you know, unplugged literally from the EMFs and make sure that at the very least, your bedroom is completely EMF free and EMF blocked. Like that's where we always tell people to start. Now you're more Mm -hmm. of the expert on this, so I'm very interested to hear, especially you know during your your uh, talk about how that ACTH is specifically stimulated. Because as you said, if you stimulate cortisol and norepinephrine, you're driving then down thyroid levels, you're driving up glucose levels, mm-hmm. you're basically creating metabolic disease. I want to share real quickly the three main reasons that so many people have horrible digestion and the subsequent downstream health consequences of a dysregulated digestive system. First, all of us have been drinking and showering in water that's loaded with chlorine and fluoride and bromide and a whole bunch of other chemicals that kill the healthy bacteria and other microorganisms in our gut. Number two, imagine you had to drink a cup of pesticide and herbicide you know, glyphosate. It's now in everything, and it's been in everything since the 1990s. But it goes one step further. Now you look at all of the technology that we have integrated into our lives. Now let's go back in time and imagine you're on the African savanna, and all of a sudden a lion comes out of the brush. 
what's your body going to do? It's going to spike the stress hormone cortisol. Your adrenals in communication with your brain are going to see this lion. They're going to recognize that you are now in danger. Now, the problem is we're not on the African savanna and a lion didn't just come out of the brush, but we're doing that same thing to ourselves all the time. And it's part of the reason that so many guys can only eat one meal a day and they're having, you know, they're switching to carnivore. And if they have any carbs, their 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 digestion and their health is, is a wreck and their whole body gets inflamed. I can tell you also from experience that that doesn't go to a good place. And until we even have an idea of what is contributing to this situation, we can't fix it. And if you want help, that's what I do. I help people fix their gut and then get their body back functioning optimally. So if you want help with this stuff, you can go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, grab a time to talk with myself or someone from our team. That's biohackercoaching.com. Appreciate you guys. If you found this helpful or you know someone who's been struggling with digestive issues, please send it to them. And now back to the show. I mean, what were the big turning points for you? You you have this situation where your hormones are out of balance, your gut is overrun with certain pathogens, and there's and, and there's associated intestinal permeability, leaky gut, proteins and things like that leaking into the bloodstream and causing further inflammation. You've got these cardiac issues that probably make any degree of exercise very, very difficult. Mineral imbalances, you're dumping sodium, magnesium, potassium, etc. Where do you start and what what were some of the big quantum leaps or or substantial improvements along your journey? Yeah, so when someone comes in, you need to fix heavy metals, you need to fix gut issues, you need to fix stress and skin and autoimmune and inflammation. You have to simplify the process as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we fortunately we've been able to do that now over the years, but there was no game plan back in the day. And so when I met my mentor, Dr. Pete, she had a game plan. And you know, we built off of that since, since 2007 was essentially when I met her mm-hmm. and we were able to, she was able to help me within six months of that. But you need to go with that big rocks theory. So basically when you're looking to fill up a container, you use the big rocks theory. So it's basically big rocks first. That's what's gonna do the most amount of work for you. Then you add in the smaller rocks and the pebbles then the sand. So for me, the big rocks were fixing my gut because it did not matter what I consumed in terms of healthy food if I was chronically inflamed, had dozens of food sensitivities, and couldn't absorb the nutrients that I wanted. So for me, fixing my gut in terms of eliminating the candida, the SIBO, and the H. pylori was first, and getting in good nutritional supplements to make up for the lack of good food that I could absorb. So that was super important. The other 50% of that in the beginning was trying to reduce stress in all ways, shapes, or form. Now, I wasn't very good at that, I'm going to be honest with you, but I at least tried, and trying matters. So I was doing things like Qigong and meditation and taking walks, like anything that I could do to just say, listen, like you're amped up right now, become more self-aware that your heart rate's up, that you're rushing to do things. Mm -hmm. So I started to create things like a morning routine. Instead of me rushing off to my first clients, even if it was early, I would wake up an hour before to ease into the day, to make Mm -hmm. my, you know, smoothie like I have, you know, right here that I'm drinking and and slamming things off my desk. So I would start to do things that would then better regulate my autonomic nervous system or, or my sympathetic nervous system that drive. So those were the first two things. Then after that, I began to layer on a lot of other items. Like I had high levels of mercury and I began to seal up my gut wall. And so those were the things that came later, but fixing the massive deficiencies and removing the toxicities is always our first place to start. 
that makes sense. So you're basically, and, and I've had to do a lot of that too over the years, which is realizing that I was always in fight or flight. And there was a part of me that was actually addicted to the cortisol of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow, these emotions and hormonal dumps that I'm creating with my frenetic lifestyle that are making me sick, I'm also addicted to them. And like, they're giving me a little bit of a hit, a little bit of a, of, of a high, right? 100%. And, um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's, it, it's going from someone that maybe, you know, you see a lot of guys that burn themselves out doing CrossFit style workouts. And you're like, mm-hmm. you actually embraced, well, what's the routine of like a 70 or an 80 year old Japanese man? <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm going to walk slowly in nature and I'm going to do Qigong and I'm going to meditate and, you know, That's maybe, right. maybe garden and, and, uh, bringing that that shift over from sympathetic dominance to parasympathetic you'd actually mentioned years ago and i don't know if you still do this but how you kind of split your day up into two segments where you have like a number of appointments and things that you need to get done work-wise in the a.m and then you have lunch and you 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 would at the time at least break out uh an acupressure mat you'd lay on the acupressure mat and do some meditation to kind of have a midday reset and then the second half of your day, is that still something that you uh, subscribe to and, and integrate? Yeah, that's interesting that you remember that. That's absolutely correct. I, I just basically call it like two days. Mm-hmm. And I work with so many entrepreneurs and so many busy people. I try to get them to do a, a midday reset of that autonomic nervous system. And so now it's just slightly different modalities. I use a, a PEMF mat. Sometimes I still use that acupressure mat. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use a ton of binaural beats. So I use that and I use oftentimes, like I said, a PMF mat. And all I'm looking to do is I'm not looking to fall asleep, but I'm looking to get more electrons in my body so I can go for a walk outside while listening to binaural beats. Binaural beats basically are just trying to take you from beta or even gamma, like probably you and I were in with like addicted to that dopamine and all that, mm-hmm. and just bring us down to low beta or alpha where we can start to just say, oh, okay, now we're balancing back out the cortisol, the norepinephrine and, and all of those different neurotransmitters as well that um, that shouldn't be super high. Like I'm someone who naturally produces a lot of dopamine is what I've realized from lab testing as well. Mm. And so you know, that's why there's different diets. Like, hey, you need to be on a more uh, dopaminergic-based diet to produce more dopamine. Well, some people don't. Like, I don't do great with a cold plunge, going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Some people do, and they need it. It's more of a kapha body type. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm already amped. I don't need to amp my body up more. Mm-hmm. I need to go for a walk. I need to actually do more of a meditation or a qigong or a PMF-based um, or a sauna that's going to be bring me in more of that parasympathetic than I do for the hard workout first thing in the morning. I always wondered why I would feel exhausted later in the day after a morning workout or a cold plunge. And it's simply because I was already supercharged in the morning with cortisol. And now, because I did, I mean, you know, full, full story that my cortisol levels are totally normal now and I'm back to normal. And me, I'm higher cortisol, higher dopamine. I don't need to surge those. And so that basically I have a morning anchor, I have a midday anchor at lunchtime, and then I have an evening anchor before I see my my kids, my two daughters, and my wife. And so each one of those is meant to calm the sympathetic nervous system and be more present. So it's basically like morning routine, four hours or so of work, uh, midday routine and lunch, break that's the anchor to calm that sympathetic nervous system another four hours or so of work and then calm that nervous system and that's that's essentially my day and it's worked really well for me in terms of biological age because we do a lot of biological age testing and recovery as well what biological age test do you feel have confidence in 
So there are two, I, I've tested five uh, mm-hmm. that I really like. And what I do, and just so people out there know, because we run, we've got probably maybe like 30 labs over at Equalife, which we do our at-home lab testing. Mm-hmm. And we test everybody. And the way that I do it is this. I actually take two of the at-home lab tests, let's just call them biological age tests. And I take them at the same time under two different people's names, one me, the other person me, at the same time, and then I mail them in. And I make sure that I get the same result within a 10% margin. Keep in mind, your blood work is still not perfect as well. You have to get within a 10% or so margin. Now, again, it's like the difference between a, um, a 50 on your vitamin D3 levels and a 55, right? Or 45, it's not radically different. They're both basically within that 10%. Mm-hmm. So the ones that have been um, in check right now are my DNA age. Mm, yeah. And that's almost that's like the, the that's first That's the Horvath one. clock, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's the Horvath clock. Many of them use variations of the Horvath clock. There's like six clocks now for Horvath. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason why I like that one to start, it gives you your APOE genotype, something mm-hmm. we teach inside of High Performance Health. And it also, though, gives you your MTHFR and your COMT, like th- three main things that you need to know yeah. for essentially your biological aging. But then there's another lab that uses the Dunedin um, ratios yeah. and study. And that's uh, True Age, I mm-hmm. believe is the name of theirs. That's the one for like the rejuvenation Olympics and all that. Yep. That, um, you know, and so so I use all of them and I'm a big advocate of, uh, of biological age testing. I would say it's at, I would say that it's at B to B plus status accuracy right now. Mm-hmm. It's not A status yet. However, it's your baseline. And you, if you just use the same test each time, then you're going to get, that baseline until it continues to jump and improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Those are those are the two that I've found to be the most accurate right now after spending a lot of money on a number of other ones that didn't check out and where those yeah. types of tests um, came back very, very different in a, in a shocking manner. And but anyway, that's how that's how you iterate and learn. So cool. Very appreciate appreciate that. Um, what types of binaural beats are you using? Which ones, is there a brand that you found most helpful? What's your go-to? So my go-to for many, many years has been a old CD set called Whole Tones. They oh, yeah. now make it as MP3s. Those are, those are great. And I love them. The now music, it could right? be The music, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's just, they're just binaural beats, whole tones, like set yeah. to like nature-based sounds. Now, yeah. Those go from like your lowest hertz. And if um, people are familiar with like the Solfagio, is that how you pronounce that? Solfagio based frequencies. Yeah. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And um, so they'll learn about like the 428. They'll learn about all the different frequencies that actually resonate with different parts of if you understand chakras and different energy centers of the body. I, pre- I honestly don't. Like I'm not as um, learned, learned or educated in those particular areas. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe that the body is a frequency and energy based being. I, mm-hmm. I think that we know that now through physics and quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do love learning about that, but we are energetic based beings mm-hmm. and we are frequency based beings. And so that is helping to uh, induce a more in sync frequency. So I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, they've been around forever. And then I, we also offer them inside of uh, an app called Ayuboan, which are all free. So we combine binaural beats, with also meditations, some are guided and some are just the binaural beats themselves. There's so many out there, but it's all about resonating with the right ones that kind of put you into that, 
you know, feel good state. I'll be on an airplane and there'll be a baby crying. I had babies as well. I understand they cry. They don't like airplanes. I get it, Mm -hmm. but I'll have to put on my binaural beats with my noise canceling headphones. And I'll be like, all right, it's a long flight. You're going to make it. Everything's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And they're very helpful for that, for calming that central nervous system. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the whole tones. And, and, uh, what, what was the name of that app that you mentioned? It's Ayubowen. And it's A-Y-U-B-O-W-A-N. And that's the one by Equal Life. Basically, it is a lifestyle-based app where you can get your protocols and at-home labs and all those great things. But it provides exercise videos and a lot of the the lifestyle-based modalities that we want people to get into because, you know, good, clean health is is more than just diet or nutritional supplements. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's exercise, it's stress reduction, it's sleep protocols, it's toxin removal, it's emotional balance, it's a success mindset. Mm-hmm. So we try to help in in those aspects as well. And Ayubowen um, is a Sri Lankan term. So my very first internship that I did uh, overseas for my doctor degree was in a clinic in Sri Lanka, and I found that the typical greeting was um, Ayubowen, and that mm. means may you live a long, healthy life, or may you mm. live a blessed life. And I thought that was beautiful. So everybody That's just nice. said it, it basically, Ayubowen coming and going. And so I was like, it's amazing. Nobody can spell it, but it's a great it's a great saying. I want to start saying that to people in English. May you live a long, blessed life. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great it's, greeting. It's a great blessing. It I is, mean, it's a little yeah. bit more verbose than hello, but it's certainly nicer. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. And then um, we're going to, I'm going to ask you in a second about, I mean, we we broad stroked some of the ways that you got sick, but I want to talk a little bit about your model of, you know, how you how you think the body ultimately gets sick and diseased. If someone were to ask you today, because um, I mean, I mean, my my thoughts in that have evolved a lot over the past few years. Um, the PEMF mat, what are you using? I'm using Therisage, and I've used higher dose in the past. So we use a Therisage because they can they share that they use a square wave technology, which I really like the square wave. Okay. I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. But um, And they also have four units inside of both of their maths, whether it's the small or the large. Interesting. Okay, cool. I um, Yeah, I've, maybe we'll talk about that at the event. I'll work that into my presentation. And I also want to know what you're going to be presenting on because um, I'm excited to hear some of the, the, the cool things you're discovering on the forefront of all this. I tried, my buddy had a higher dose mat. So when I was actually at the mastermind um, last year, I'd asked Russell, cause my buddy, Max Major, who's like one of the best mentalists and, and, and magicians and um, mm. hypnosis guys walking the planet. I was like, if you want Max to perform for these groups, he's come to two of my biohacking events. He had half the guys hypnotized. He's incredible, like blow your mind good. And Russell's like next year, you know, so. This year came around and Max was performing for both the groups and we were up every day at 5 a.m. You know, I was taking him through morning sessions at, at, at 7 a.m. and just pushing all day presentations, didn't go to bed till 11.30, 12, 12.30. And after like the first group, I told Max, I'm like, bro, I'm inflamed. I'm like, I'm not mm. sleeping enough to knock this inflammation out. He's like, I'm bringing my higher dose mat over. I'm going to get you some sessions on that. And then I'll get you a session with my guy who's, who's like, he'll give you the best. He's the masseuse for Cirque du Soleil. Hmm. He's like, so he'll twist you up into a pretzel and you'll be feeling right as rain. So I did a bunch of sessions on the higher dose. Uh, I felt good, but I wasn't, I'm, I'm not like, I'm going to buy this, especially yeah. as a guy that's had so many different PEMF devices where you feel like there's this initial improvement or like up leveling that takes place. And then you just kind of plateau 
And you're like, oh, cool. I dropped 30 grand on that and uh, couldn't even tell a difference anymore. You know what I mean? Have you ever used a Vemi bed? Vemi? Yes. No, I've never even heard of it. Okay. So they're going to be at the event. Okay. And I don't want you to use it until you come to the event and prepare to be wowed. So you're talking about, now it's expensive. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying that. All these good beds are, you know. This is next level. Okay. So this is the highest level PMF mat, which is a pure wave. And it's connected to a vibrational acoustic bed that's basically filling your body full of binaural beat-based energy. So the acoustic energy, you're feeling the vibration, you're getting the electron-based transfer, the negative ions, and you're essentially in not a float tank, but deprivation. You have noise-canceling headphones on, you've got an eye mask on, you're on a vibrational-based, relaxing, recliner-based bed with PMF mat. I've done this now uh, because there's a clinic that I go to um, that's I like to just be anonymous and like sneak into this biohacking based clinic because yeah. these beds are over fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's it's unimaginable how you feel after an hour of that. It's wow, incredible. interesting. Okay, yes. so this is this this is a, a, a fantastic segue because part of the reason that I wanted to try the the higher dose is because I was also I was looking at the higher dose and I was looking at the pure wave. Yes. So the the guys at 10X Health, they're using the Pure Wave and you know they're branding it 10X Health and they've had Correct. a lot of good things to say about it. One Pure or, Wave is a stronger mat. I just want to say that. That is true. It's it's stronger than the higher dose. Stronger than the higher dose. It's about five times the cost. Yeah. Um, and it is a stronger mat. You're looking that at like 5Gs different. versus 13 or 1400, right? Pr- probably like a thousand, yeah, for the for the higher dose at, yeah. at the most. Yeah. yeah. And and so same with Therosage. I've been I've been looking at that. Now, do you have a home version of of like the Pure Wave that you're using? I have I use the Therasage mat. Oh yeah, sorry, for, you just said that. <laughs> and and but, and I actually but I do no no, that's all right because but I'm looking I like I want a Vemi bed. Like I really do. But I also want one of the um the Thera, Theralite one of the big red light machines as well. And those are super expensive too. Because yeah. what I do so I, I, and I can share mine. We're going to share this at the event, my HPH protocol. So high performance give, health protocol. Give them a teaser and then drop, you know, drop the big heat at the event too. So some good stuff, right. but I want, I'll I want tell to hang you how out with I do it. And then we'll show it. Exactly. We'll show you how you do it at the event. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, there's only so many hours in the day, right? And I work, you know, I work quite a bit during the day. I've got my two daughters and, you know, I, I want to be present in all things. So my workout, I leave myself one hour a day. And it's basically, I do a 20, 20, 20. So I'm basically doing 20 minutes of a strength training or anaerobic. And that's creating a inflammatory response in my body. It's supposed to. I'm breaking down muscle tissue. I'm in anaerobic zone. There's more acids being built up. After that, I get on what's called an EWOT. So it's exercise with oxygen therapy. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing a better job at flushing the acids out of my body, helping with recovery. I'm getting more oxygen in my extremities, more in my plasma. It's been shown to be phenomenal for the brain and Alzheimer's and dementia. And then after that, I am hopping in what I've created, which is basically an infrared sauna with red light, with my PEMF mat, and I'm putting on the binaural beats. And I'm basically biohacking everything out as much as I can by in a healthy way by getting my red light, PEMF mat, and my infrared sauna at once. And what I then do is go from hard workout to then 
full recovery directly afterwards, which then enables me to just keep up with my routine. So we're going to be demonstrating that at the event, but there's also a next level to that. And then the next level to that is essentially the Vemi beds, these big Thera 360 red light machines. And there's a massive difference. So I want to be honest, like what I do like works, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. But the next level is when you get into bed with 48,000 light, you know, diodes that are beaming infrared into your body, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Like I feel a difference when I'm outside of that bed too. Wow, so. I cannot wait to try that. I'm excited. And um, and this is all going down in Fort Lauderdale, October, is it 13th? Help me with the date. 12th here. and 13th, yes. 12th and 13th. Um, and guys, if, if you're digging this and enjoying this conversation, this is the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to be coming, covering at the Reimagining Health Summit. And you can get your tickets at the reimagininghealthsummit.com. We've got discount code biohacks to uh, save you some dough on that. And um, fantastic. Lastly, before we kind of move on, you're, what, tell me what's in that smoothie of yours. <laughs> in this one right now, I call this my purple crush smoothie. So this is wild blueberries. It's a half a frozen banana. It's a handful of uh, mango. And then I put in daily nutritional support, which is an all-in-one, vitamins, minerals, all that good stuff. Some turmeric powder, some curcumin-based powder, just because I, I like adding that as much as I can uh, throughout my day. And then I, I often put in a little bit of sea salt. And the one that I'm using right now is the, the Relight one uh, by Redmond Real Salt. I think oh. they make a really nice one. They yeah. make, I didn't know they make an electrolyte. I've, I, I always pour Redmond Salt in for electrolytes. I didn't even know they had a product. Uh, they, they, they've had it now for maybe a year and it comes in all sorts of different flavors, really clean product. One of the reasons why I do like using this one is because not everybody needs the 10 to one ratio of salt to potassium. Mm -hmm. Most people probably need like maybe a two to one, three to one. And this is closer to that ratio. And if you always, if you need more salts, if you're a big sweater, then you can always add a little bit more sea salt in, but it comes in a, a pina colada, a watermelon lime, and it gives a nice flavor to the, the smoothie too. So I just put in like a quarter to half a scoop of that. It's, it's delicious. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm also a big believer that we can learn a lot from the extremes where the people that are dealing with health challenges, the people that have cancer and what brings them back to a state of health and vibrancy and homeostatic capacity also can probably be integrated for some people that are at different points along that continuum. And you mm -hmm. see with, let's say the Gershon protocol, you know, popularized mm -hmm. by Dr. Max Gershon that a lot of people would use where there's juicing and coffee enemas and things like that for uh, bringing the body back into balance and in some cases overcoming cancer-related challenges, um, they had everybody on potassium. So like they would be juicing and they'd be doing these, you know, variety of different juices, using a juicer that maintains a lot of the enzymes, non-centrifugal, so on and so forth. But then they're adding half a teaspoon of a potassium compound multiple times a day because they found that people with cancer were often very, very low in potassium and needed a lot more than you could just get from diet and, and supplementation, right? So... Anyway, I think that, you know, it's good looking at those things and realizing there's no one size fits all approach, but there are a lot of people that are low in a variety of these important, important minerals. Um, 100%. okay. And I want to kind of be respectful of time too, cause I know you got a lot going on the, uh, if someone asks you right now, what, what do you think is driving, uh, illness and disease? How does the body get sick? 
if you ask me at different points in my career, I may give you different answers, mm -hmm. but in the end, it always comes back to stress on the, on the organism. And I truly believe that mm -hmm. because too many people who live a pretty happier and much more carefree life just seem to be able to deal better with the onslaughts of our environment with the hundred thousand plus man-made chemicals in the environment and more. Mm -hmm. They, they, I believe that chronic-based stress is not always the underlying root cause, but it is what tips that rain barrel over. It's what mm -hmm. leads to the overflowing and exacerbates all other symptoms. And it's because when you're in a chronic state of stress, nothing is balanced. Blood sugar levels aren't, inflammation isn't, your secretory IgA levels plummet, which is your first line of defense against all viruses or pathogens in the body, in the mucosa of the body. And you, the body starts attacking itself, not, not incorrectly, but because of all the other inflammatory damage created within the body. So I don't necessarily believe that the body ever messes up. However, I do believe that the body becomes in a such uh, a, a challenged state that that inflammation becomes overloaded and that you actually do then start to get greater tissue destruction based on other health imbalances in the body. Rheumatoid arthritis is a good example of that. Intestinal permeability leads to proteins in the bloodstream. Those proteins end up in tissues of your body. Then your CD8 cells, certain immune cells, go and they destroy those cells and tissue. Why do they destroy them? Well, inside of that are actually bacteria, micro, uh, mycobacteria that they found, as well as specific proteins that shouldn't be there. And so, yeah, they're causing an apoptosis, a cell death of those cells, but then out comes the bacteria, which the body can then hopefully clean up in this process that continues to go on. So again, at no point do I think that the body is necessarily messing up, but I do believe um, that there are all these underlying root causes and stress is the biggest of all of them. Yeah, I think that that's, that's an accurate overarching umbrella. And, you know, we could say the gut, there's the the, the phrase that gets thrown around a lot, all disease begins in the gut. And I think it's attributed to Hippocrates, but then there's more to that story, like in your case, right? All disease begins in the gut, but it really started with taking a shitload of antibiotics for acne. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for other people, it's drinking a ton of tap water that is loaded with chloride and fluorine and all these other things that decimate the gut microbiome or, or, consuming foods that are loaded with glyphosate, these herbicides and pesticides, you know, and then that sets the stage where you could say like, yeah, all disease begins in the gut, just fix your gut. But someone with a limited concept of how we got there might just try throwing probiotics at it. And then it's like, okay, you're trying to put out a bonfire with a squirt gun. It's just not going to happen. Or like, yes. you know, you've got this garden that's overrun with weeds and you're like throwing flower seeds in there. It's just, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so the nuance is very interesting to me. And then we also know that, especially when someone's guts messed up, there's absorption issues. And where people can sometimes experience a quick improvement in their health status is with certain suppositories, like absorbing nutrients through their bum, right? For me, coffee enemas were very helpful on, on that journey. And because my liver was dealing with a whole bunch of different toxins, some of them my own, some of them not, right? Um, and, and, and also injections, right? There are a lot of people, especially with chronic fatigue where B12 injections as hydroxycobalamin or methylcobalamin can be life-changing for them. But then that also makes me think, okay, well, these injections that bypass our body's detox pathways, the opposite can also be true. And it's, 
it really raises caution to the fact that if you're going to inject something into your body, you better know what the fuck is in that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because and your body can can't, yeah, yeah, you can't detox it right. So keep your head on a swivel and, you know, the same way that you pick up your, your groceries at Whole Foods and you check the label and you're like, what the fuck is that? Or this doesn't say if it contains glyphosate or whatever, if it's GMO, non-GMO, and you put it back, you got to do that with the stuff you're injecting into yourself, right? Otherwise, there's just this massive disconnect that I believe can set you up for a wide variety of, of chronic and degenerative conditions. And you don't want to have to do what Stephen and I had to do. <laughs> there's not a lot of people that that would be, you know, as I mean, I'm sure you guys are, but it's it takes a lot of dogged determination and and you know persistence to get yourself out from behind the eight ball. Um so anyway, yeah, that's that's that. But I love I, I love agree. stress as like the the overarching thing there. Well, and stress causes intestinal permeability. So yeah. stress in and of itself can cause leaky gut. Yeah. And so that could be your only thing. And then you still have gut issues just because of stress. And I mean, stress is the, probably the predominant cause of IBS and IBD, mm-hmm. um, which then leads to poor bowel motility, which then can lead to candida overgrowth or SIBO or mm-hmm. um, what's uh, ileocecal valve syndrome. Mm-hmm. And when the valve from the cecum, the colon is left open to the small intestine, well, then you get essentially the bacteria, which is never meant to leave the colon coming back up to your small intestine, and you keep re-giving yourself then SIBO. And mm-hmm. so we see that a lot in our practice as well. And so, yeah, there's there's lots of, under, I mean, don't get me wrong, like we can look at um, mold, which, which oh, we're yeah. big on. We can look at all it's sorts of different things. Yeah. But if I can pick one, it's that I can help you with all the protocols to help with the mold or the parasites or the whatever. But if you never fix the stress, you may mm-hmm. just continue to relapse. And that's why I go back to stress. That's a huge point. I'd heard um, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, he gave this example where, he, it, the, the late Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, he gave this example where he's like, okay, imagine you're a hunter in the African savanna. And all of a sudden, a lion comes out of the brush and you're what's on the menu. He's like, all of all of your blood basically leaves your gut and goes to your brain and your muscles so that you can think your way out of the situation, run, or fight. Mm-hmm. Your body at that point in time does not give a shit how well you are digesting your food. So you are not going to produce the stomach acid. You are not going to produce the enzymes. You are not going to have the blood flow to effectively digest, assimilate, and absorb nutrients from your food. And he's like, and that's the state most of you are in all day, every day. Correct. 100% correct. Yeah. Take all the digestive enzymes you want. Take all the betaine HCL you want. If you're a ball of stress, it's not going to unwind. You know? No, you'd be careful in eating the two-pound steaks as well then because that's not going to digest very well. Okay, so what are your thoughts on carnivores like blowing up and then there's also a lot of people that do it and feel awful. And I've seen some crazy blood labs like like LP little a over a thousand. Yeah, it's not and, good. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and you know, someone, I mean, like I've yeah. literally had people like, dude, am I gonna die? I'm like, I've never seen LP little a this big. I think we gotta change something up, dude. You can't just keep eating ribeyes for dinner. It's it's not good, and here's here's the issue because it's not. I don't want people to look their best because for the most part, 
people are doing a carnivore diet for like one of two or three main reasons. So the first one is they want to lose a lot of body fat. They want to put on muscle and look great. And like carnivore diet's very good at doing that. I'm very mm -hmm. honest about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second one is they have autoimmune issues. They can't eat vegetables because they get inflammatory based issues. Again, it's not the vegetables fault. They've got a gut issue that has been unresolved, but I get it. Understand. So, okay. So they come yeah. off of that and they only do essentially meat, which for the most part is not going to inflame their gut in the same way. Okay. And then the, the third one um, is for all the other various reasons. Their friends are doing it, whatever it is, and they want to give it a shot too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we see all these people in our practice who come in after doing a carnivore diet for an X, X number of, uh, let's say, months doing it. The problem is this. It, it works exceptionally well in the beginning, and then it, you start to fall off of a cliff, just totally. like keto. Mm -hmm. And the problem is your gut microbiome was not designed to eat that much meat. It's not like humans can't eat meat. We can, but we have a 26 foot digestive tract that, and that's, that's pretty challenging in the body. So then you say, okay, well, the only way to do this healthily then is to only eat one meal a day. And that's, that's actually would be the healthiest way to do it. Cause then you're only getting in one meat, one meal a day, but now you're consuming one massive meal a day that you're putting tremendous digestive stress on the body. You're not feeding the microbiome in the way that it's supposed to be fed, leading to a lot of issues. The other part to that is that you're not balancing all that meat with any plant-based food or fiber, and then you and I look at their blood work or their labs, and they are horrifying that, horrifying. And the only way they get more horrifying is when, unfortunately, a lot of guys are doing testosterone replacement therapy with carnivore, and I look at their labs, and they're literally in their 40s and 50s, and I'm saying that this isn't something that we need to stop in a few months from now. We need to stop this immediately. Mm -hmm. because of all the other things that are out there. And again, I don't have a problem with someone doing uh, TRT or doing whatever it is, but I always ask, always ask people, what are you looking to optimize for? Because if you're optimizing for longevity, this isn't it. Like, this is not it. If mm -hmm. you're optimizing for body transformation, which many people are, but unfortunately not thinking about the long-term consequences, mm -hmm. then that's what I just try to share with them. Like, if you are optimizing for body transformation, I get it. Because you're going to drop like 15 to 20 pounds of body fat. But there's something deeper than this. And I know that once you get to your, if you get to your 60s, it's going to be a regrettable decision because the human body cannot live like that. Yeah. So what, I mean, what are you, I've, I've had the same thing happen and it usually is guys that are dealing with gut issues and they've eventually just dropped more and more foods off the menu and mm -hmm. what's left is ribeye steaks for dinner. Um, and then they experience an improvement, like you mentioned, and then the improvement stops and then they get a couple alarming blood labs or we run their blood labs along with full cardiac panel. Yes. And I, I don't think you or I are like cholesterol's inherently bad, right? I think no. we understand the bigger picture there. But when when we're looking at things like ApoB or LP little a, um, you know, like oxidized LDL, whatever, you get it. If, 100%. If, yeah. If those things are, are super those, elevated, yeah. then then we got a problem, you know, or at least something to be concerned about. Like, where do you put the high? What are the things that if they're elevated on a blood test, especially with a guy doing carnivore, you give them, you say, this is bad. I'm concerned about this. I'll show them the labs and I literally show them because I always do a screen share. So luckily we run blood labs and the at-home lab testing. So mm -hmm. we can say, here's your blood labs. And it's essentially, everything's in the red, like everything's off. Total cholesterol, you might say, well, cholesterol is no big deal. I always say to, to people as well, like, 
yeah, cholesterol's no big deal when it's balanced with HDL, non-oxidized cholesterol, and your VLDL looks good, and your apo uh, lipoprotein little a, like you spoke about, apoB100. Like when those are good, yeah, cholesterol's not a big deal. But when they're all off, you need to stop listening to the social media train and literally save your own life. Because what I see is someone who's literally building up the um, atherosclerosis, which is the number one killer in the entire world, especially amongst men. Mm -hmm. And so when I combine that and I run their omega-3 test and they're a 13 to one or 18 to one from omega-6s to omega-3s, because it's not, even if you're eating grass-fed steak, it's going to be much higher in arachidonic acid Mm -hmm. uh, and very low in EPA for the most part. There might be some DHA in there. But I'm saying, okay, that's leading to more inflammation. And I'm just going down the list of all the things for uh, more ta- for cause of mortality. And there, there's, a, there's something that's not being shared with that. Because when you eat a lot of red meat, you also feel great. Because you're also producing more norepinephrine in your body. You're literally producing more cortisol, more, I should say, adrenaline, to be specific, in your body by eating a lot more meat. Typically, you're producing then more dopamine. You're ready. You're get, you know, you're going to be able to exercise more, produce more ATP, all of these things. And so when you tell them that and you show them their blood labs, they don't necessarily believe it because how they feel does not match up with the insides. But that now takes us back, though, to the disposable soma theory of aging. Have you ever gone over that on your show? No. Let's do it. So this is a big one. So the disposable soma theory on aging, also called the triage theory, means that we humans were meant to be strong, really strong for about the first 35 to 40 years of life. Mm-hmm. Enough time that we could raise our family. Because remember, you're having kids at like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old or so. You know, mm-hmm. We're going back like a thousand years, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they're 20 something and having their own kids, well, you're, you're now a grandparent. You're not at needed as much. So soma is the body, the organism. Mm-hmm. So what the body does is it triages. It will do everything it can to make sure that you are reproductively healthy and strong. And strong in physical body, strong in everything. And on the back end, it is then allowing the destruction of other parts of your body, the wearing away. Mm-hmm. And that's the disposable soma theory. So now what happens is this. Instead of, a, to take this full circle, back to the 70-year-old man in Japan doing his qigong and his meditations and his soft martial arts and you know mixing in his good Okinawan-based diet with the purple potatoes and all those great things, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, you're pushing your body at 50 years old, 60 years old, as if you were 20 years old. And you can still do it. Don't get me wrong. Like you can get the right peptides, the right stem cells, the right hormones, and you can feel that way. But if you continue to push it at that same rate without the sleep and the recovery and everything else, you're going to die at a younger age because you burnt out the organism that much faster. It's like burning a candle with a little bit of wind, it just burns down the wax that much faster. That is the disposable soma theory on aging. I've never seen it play out any better than that very simple theory. And that unfortunately is what we're doing to the, the world right now. Now, again, my goal and what I teach inside of high performance health is try to try to help people to live past 100 healthily. And that really means getting rid of the top five causes of mortality, heart disease, stroke and high blood pressure, cancer, type two diabetes, and Alzheimer's. And you're not getting Alzheimer's, by the way, unless you get any one of those first four, because Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, your brain's not disconnected from the rest of your body. Mm -hmm. So if we're able to not get those things, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to live at least 10 to 15 years longer than the average life expectancy, which is 75 to 78 years old based on man or woman. 
but it's also predicated that we don't burn out this organism before it's time. And I'm someone who likes to lift weights. You like to lift weights. I like to go to the gym. I like to do those things, but I don't run a marathon you know, every single week, which is kind of like what's being promoted right now. Now, I love the people who are doing that on social media. It's very inspiring, but I don't know. That's burning out the organism very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got Goggins yelling at you, feeling feeling bad that you don't want to run an endurance race and break both your feet. Like, oh, am I, am I a giant pussy? Am I letting my little bitch <laughs> run the show? This guy's out there like running in the Death Valley, you know? And, and we need people like that. And maybe yeah, he does great. love to do it. Amazing. Ama- amazing. But he inspires a lot of people. Unlikely. Yes, exactly. The modern man is devolving and at a rapid pace. Men today have an average IQ that's eight points lower than they were just 20 years ago. Men today are 50% more likely to be depressed compared to just 20 years ago, are 300% more likely to be obese compared to just 60 years ago, have sperm counts that are 62% lower than they were just 50 years ago, and have testosterone levels that are about 50% lower than they were just 20 years ago. But the reality is that it doesn't have to be this way. Your manhood, your strength, your power, your energy, your focus, all of these things are within your control. And you just need to recognize that all over the world, there are people that are curing cancer. There are people that are overcoming heart disease. Diabetes is a choice if you have the right tools at your disposal. But if you are one of the men that does not want to follow this pattern and you wanna take control of this stuff, you wanna have control over your body and mind, then I encourage you to go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, grab a time to talk with myself or someone from our team. Everything that we do is 100% guaranteed. If you're not absolutely thrilled with the results that you get, I don't want your money, I'll give it back. If you don't get a return, meaning if you don't make more money as a result of us working together because of greater energy, greater health, greater, greater focus, greater mental clarity, thinking faster, working smarter, getting more done in less time, then I don't want your money. So it's no risk to you. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of the Biohacking Secrets family. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you want to level up, go to biohackercoaching.com. Thank you. Okay, as we kind of bring this home, but and I'm going to ask you in a moment about who's speaking at the event, what you're excited about, who you want to hear, cool things that are, that are going to be going on there and, and stuff that our people would be interested and excited to uh to, to experience themselves. But you kind of touched on atherosclerosis, like this building up of the plaque mm-hmm. in, in the arteries and the vascular system. And I find this also intriguing because there are cases where you have, like Dr. Frank Schallenberger, for example, he'll do heavy metal chelation, intravenous heavy metal chelation. And you'll have some, he'll have someone that had 95% blockages and then after they chelate the heavy metals, the blockages are the plaque is almost gone, almost completely gone. Yes. And as someone that has a mother who just had a heart attack earlier this year, who's had, I guess, let me take one step back. I didn't, I didn't fully explain this. And that, so there's there's this connection with the heavy metals. I don't want our audience to need to jump to conclusions. So there's clearly a connection with heavy metals and the accumulation of arterial plaque right? Atherosclerosis. There's also theories that what is plaque? I don't think it's what we think it is. And it's very possible that it may actually be damage 
accumulated to the vascular system, perhaps in part from heavy metals and oxidative stress. And then the plaque is like the body going there to spackle the damage, to try to repair yes. it. And the more damage occurs from heavy metals and these associated micro traumas, the more plaque accumulates and you deal with the blockage, right? So what does our okay. system do about it? Well, I've got a mom that's had mercury in her mouth that they call silver, but it's mercury for 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. And she then has a heart attack. The medical system put in stints. They're like, oh, you've got these really bad blockages. We're just going to put in something to try to hold your arteries and vein, you know, open. And I'm like, are we not, we're not even talking about all the people that have reversed atherosclerosis by doing heavy metal chelation. We're not even talking about the fact that there's mercury in her mouth or the connection mm -hmm. with any of this. We're just, we're doing this sort of like Frankenstein and I'm glad they kept her alive, you know? So I, I, I'm very appreciative there, but I'm curious, what do you think actually causes atherosclerosis and what do you think the, the treatment of the future will be? Yeah, I believe it's microaccumulations in the arteries uh, surrounding the heart. So without a doubt. And we know, I think we know that fairly well now because we can look at what happens when something like you just said, heavy metals begin to accumulate or lodge in that area. Mm -hmm. So there's an inflammatory based response. That inflammatory based response, think about it as like a wound, it's raw. And so you do need something in order to repair it. And so that might be the cholesterol. So people have high cholesterol for varying reasons. It's not just because they eat too much cholesterol in food, but it's also, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, um, your APOE genotype. So if you're an APOE genotype 3-4 or especially a 4-4, you just don't clear cholesterol as I'm, well. I'm a 4-4. So there you go. So it, it would be hard to imagine that you would excel, that you would do really well on a high saturated fat diet. And I'm not- that. I'm not talking about like saturated fats are bad, but what I have to say is like for someone that's a 4-4, it is bad. Like what, why are we telling people that it's not saturated fats fault? Well, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not except for 26% of the population, right? So when you run studies and you're like, oh, cholesterol doesn't matter in food because look, the majority of people, yeah, the majority of people, right? It's the non-26%, right? So it's the 74% of people when you run a study, 74 out of 100 aren't going to have an issue with it, but 26% are to varying degrees based on other things they have going on. Okay, so that's one individual. The mm -hmm. heavy metals is another. But also, it could be things as small as taking in um, the conventional medicine doses of vitamin D. You're not supposed to take in more vitamin D a day than you would get from the sun, mm -hmm. right? So you, you take in 5,000, anywhere around 2,000 to 4,000 IUs, maybe 5,000 IUs, which is now in micrograms, it's basically 50 to 125 micrograms per day. That might be how much you utilize from the sun itself. But in conventional medicine, they're like, yeah, we know vitamin D is important. So we're going to give you 50,000 IUs a day. We're going to give you 300,000 IUs. And when they find that, they say an increase in heart attacks because they're essentially dragging more calcium then into the bloodstream and it's causing inflammation and hardening of the arteries. So the plaque, as you said, the masonry, let's call it like the glue, the gel that's holding everything together. And that when it's been there for a while with chronic inflammation, you're getting hardening, hardening of that plaque. The plaque, the hardening of the plaque is actually quite dangerous when combined also with years of it, which is creating stenosis. It's an inflexibility. Because as long as you have flexibility, you can pump some blood through, you can move it through. But when there's hardening and there's the plaque buildup, then you're much more likely for a stroke or heart attack. And that's, those are the type that it's difficult to come back from. So while I agree that yes, putting in the stent might be what you need to do in order to stay alive, mm -hmm. you still need to figure out how do you empty the rain barrel? How do you 
find the underlying root causes. Mercury amalgams that have been in your mouth for more than 15 years begin to upturn for the most part. And yeah, you're not getting a massive dose of mercury, but you're getting micro doses every single, every time you chew. Mm -hmm. So these are very drink, important drink things to Drink hot liquids, everything. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And that's just one of them, right? When you're drinking tap water, you're getting in fluoride and chlorine and, and other additives. So it's, it's not even just one that we're looking at. We're looking at uh, a, a, an untold amount. And then for someone with the taking in on a carnivore diet, they're getting larger amounts of iron. Uh, and, you know, does that cause mm. oxidative stress in the body? Well, to some people it does. That's another right. oxidative stress for the arteries. Yeah. Yeah. There are some guys due to genetics and other reasons just uh, that that are very susceptible to hemochromatosis and iron overload. And that, that alone can cause a heart attack or a variety of inflammatory conditions. Okay, cool. Um, kind of bringing it home. So years ago, you and I did a hair tissue mineral analysis and I had like the highest aluminum levels of anyone you'd ever seen. And I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> and I hit up, I hit up Mercola, Dr. Joseph Mercola, and I'm like, what do I do? And he was like, well, take, uh, he goes 12 drops of biosil, liquid silica daily. And he's like, that's the best way I know to get it out of the body. I'm curious, do you have any other ninja tactics? Because like the heavy metal chelation stuff, ETDA suppositories, DMSO, I do all that. And that seems to work pretty well for mercury and nickel and a lot of these other things. But aluminum is a little bit trickier. And I was wondering if anything has developed since uh, that was maybe 2018 that we did that. If anything has developed in your world that is a, a, a more effective way of getting aluminum out of the body. Yeah. So we have, we have something called the heavy metal protocol uh, now. And, and so what we use are natural chelators, biofilm disruptors, and then specific binder that also contains a liver and gallbladder uh, bile, let's call it mover. So it gets the bile moving through the liver itself. And then the silica is a great one. It's not the only one that I would go with, but it is a nice one. We'll use humic acid, we'll use fulvic acid, we use bentonite clay, we use low-level charcoal from coconut, but not too much to create. We don't want too many histamines in the body as well because a lot of people are sensitive to histamines um, too. Then we use uh, other things such as uh, Craxel chlorella. We'll use spirulina that a lot of people are using. We use yarrow. We use a bunch of herbs that have been uh, really powerful in that regard. But then for the most part, we're setting that up with what's called a functional medicine detox. So we're really opening up the detox pathways before we get there, which then it's an eight-week protocol. Uh, the biofilm disruptor has the EDTA and a few others in there that are very, very powerful. But what I don't like to do is, and I don't actually recommend it anymore in my practice, is um, IV-based chelation unless there's very high levels of a heavy metal such as a lead. And then it's like, it's it's worrisome and then we need to get rid of it. And the reason is, is that some people after doing the IV chelations, again, some there's a, there's a time and place for everything. So don't, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying there's not, but we start to strip away of the vital reserves of what a person needs. And those are like the zinc and a lot of the minerals that they need. Yeah, it, pull, it pulls out, it's it's not discriminatory. You're not just getting the bad stuff out. You're also getting a lot of your your minerals and those sorts of things pulled. 100%. That's, and that's with the IV version. So that's the mm -hmm. strong version. Yeah. So it does its job, but it, it it's basically like, I don't want to, I don't want to equate it to chemotherapy, but it's killing the cancer, but it's killing your red blood. So you're killing your cells at the same time too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not that violent, but it's violent to a degree. And mm -hmm. what happens then is there's like a four to six month recovery period as you're then building back up the body, depending on how many IV chelations you needed. 
Again, there's a time and place, high levels of lead, high levels of mercury affecting your nervous system, affecting your brain. You may need to do that. I, I prefer a gentler form of doing that while at the same time eliminating all of the places where you'd be getting aluminum, such as the aluminum foil, the tap water, all of those things. And then even tap water, I tell people all the time, if you're using a filter, make sure it's not putting more aluminum back in. A Brita filter puts more aluminum back in your water than it takes out. Now it takes out heavy metals such as mercury and other things, but since the mesh is made out of aluminum, they found that it adds about 14% more aluminum back into the water. So we always want to be careful with what we're using for our, you know, our, our metal chelators, we'll say, or what that's, we're using. That's funny. Gosh, I've been such a, I've, I've been enjoying my conspiracy theories these past few years. There's a lot of just interesting coincidences. Even fluoride filters, that's a big one for me. I'm very leery about fluoride filters because yeah. when they've met their max, they start putting fluoride back into the water. Like they just start, they can't hold anymore inside the filter. And how do you know when your fluoride filters used up its max capacity? You really no don't. No one, no yeah. one checks that stuff. And yeah, it's, it's even realistically, like I have a lot of clients, there's something called my tap score. Um, yes. and I have clients, I'm like, all right, get yourself a good filter that also removes fluoride, you know, fluoride, chlorine, all that other stuff. Test the water after you've ran it through. Get yourself a good shower filter from like Omico Organics or some of these other sites. Test the water you're bathing in after it's gone through your filter, right? Yes. That's what that's what you actually need to know. And yeah, I've heard tons of these stories with even not just Brita, but Berkey filters. People are spending 500, 600 bucks on these countertop Berkey filters with the fluoride attachments. And there's still a ton of neurotoxins and things that that kill the microbiome in their water when you actually take a closer look. It's interesting. Okay. Tell us about the event, my friend. What are you excited about? Who's going to be there? What are you going to be sharing with us? What are the golden nuggets that you can only get in person at uh, at, at the, the reimagininghealthsummit.com taking place in Fort Lauderdale, October 12th and 13th? And I appreciate you bringing it up. I appreciate us talking about it. The Reimagining Health Summit is my... My vision for the next seven years through 2030, when I believe that we will have changed the face of all medicine through machine learning and artificial intelligence used for good. Mm -hmm. And that's because we, we have to understand is that there are a lot of people coming together for the greater good, and, and especially in natural health, like us doing a podcast together. And we're going to be able to combine not just our theories, but what we actually know works in the real world mm -hmm. and see these play out over hundreds of thousands of people and begin to really implement protocols that are refined for the individual. So reimagining health is taking all of the best of healthy biohacking, the red light, the sauna, the nutrition plans, and it's not discriminatory nutrition plans. We do whatever is best for the individual. But use at-home lab testing. Use whatever you can to find the personalized plan for you. And I know that's what you do for your clients is you give them a personalized plan. There's nothing better than that. The way that I got well was a personalized plan. I didn't get it just from a book. Books are amazing, but it needs to be tweaked for you. Mm -hmm. So reimagining health is imagining things from the ground up. Forget about pharmaceuticals. Forget about whatever it is. There's a time and place for those, and we may even integrate them in the future. I'm, I think it's too early to start using things like rapamycin. I really do. I don't want to be the I, science experiment for that. I do too, yes. But maybe maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now, like, oh yeah, this this actually does and not used every day, but every fifth day. Okay, now we start to use it in a much wiser way. But what we wanna do is look at things 
and again, from the ground up, what does a protocol look like for nutrition, for exercise, for stress reduction, for sleep based on the individual? And how do we customize that and bring together the world's best experts? So we have experts in mold and discovering mold in your house. Uh, we've got EMF based experts like yourself. We have fitness. We have biological dentists. We're, we have the best hypnotists, some of the like do, that does neurolinguistic programming with regression based therapy, with inner child based work. So it's all of these different Whoa. disciplines coming together so that we work on the entire human, the entire person. So where conventional medicine may strip you away to, oh, this person has Addison's or this person has whatever, like you said, and give them Cortef. That's mm -hmm. not the end of the story, right? Because that didn't even start their story. So right. we want to work on the whole person from the ground up. And also it's called an experiential-based event because people are going to get to come in and try all of these healthy biohacking-based devices. We're going to have infrared sauna, red light. We're going to have the PMF mats. We're going to have the VEMI beds. We're going to have HRV-based therapeutics, Hanu HRV monitoring devices, some, some pretty cool things. It's There's about 22 different, I think, sponsors or vendors of the event that are bringing in uh, their toys. And we get to use all these things and experience them for for the best, and also they've all been vetted. So you know if they're at the event, you know that they're doing things the right way, the healthy way, and they're a part of this new vision for the future. I love it. Do you know what you're presenting on? So mine's a keynote on the future of health oh, and yeah. using okay. um, preventative-based measures. So okay. a lot of what I teach inside of high-performance health is, again, like there's, and I'll, I'll do this in under 60 seconds, there's only five ways that humans die before the age literally of like 90 years old. Mm -hmm. It's cardiovascular risk and heart attacks. It's stroke from high blood pressure. It's type two diabetes from obviously unchecked glucose. It's cancer and it's Alzheimer's. All of those things can now be detected years to decades in advance. Mm -hmm. And so then if you can detect them, especially with the cancer at stage one or as it's growing, now you can do something about that like realistically and you don't have to rush into the surgery, the chemo, or the radiation. Like there might mm -hmm. be things that you can do at a more, more natural modality. We can actually look into the heart with 3D renderings now to see your arteries. And we can actually see plaque forming or cholesterol plaque forming actually from the outside in from 3D models. And so like all of these things are available right now. So they're available for like, I'm in my mid forties, so mm -hmm. I want to start doing it so that I can then do preventative work now. And then I never have to worry about all of these things and I can go about enjoying my life. So that's what I'm going to be teaching on. I love it. I'm pumped. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to hang out with you and everybody there. And if you guys have enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Stephen Cabral and you want to enjoy a vacation and hang out in Fort Lauderdale with all of us, it's going to be amazing. And uh, you can do that by going to the reimagininghealthsummit.com. And as I mentioned, we got that discount code biohacks for you guys. You'll get to come and try out the Vemi bed that I'm already sold on and Gonna, gonna budget for at some point and all the other amazing things that, that Dr. Cabral and I have touched on and a few just wildly incredible keynotes. Um, I'm gonna be sharing stuff on EMF that that only people in our coaching program have had access to and that we do with all of our Olympic athletes and high performers and entrepreneurs who wanna get the best sleep and have the most robust and resilient nervous systems possible. So you got that to look forward to and I'll break it down and make it easy. So uh, yeah. The Reimagining Health Summit.com discount code biohacks. Dr. Cabral, thank you so much for coming on. I've enjoyed our conversation. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do a part three sometime. It was a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.